Tom, are you okay? I lost her. Her? She was going to be this epic, trilogy-worthy character. I was going to be the hottest writer in Hollywood. But I can't get past Act One! You need some writer's group therapy. Hello and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. I don't know why, but on YouTube I was watching old clips of Family Ties. Remember that old show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about all those family sitcoms, you know, Growing Pains and Family Matters and Step by Step and Full House and all those um, from the 80s and 90s. And then I was remembering this book I read about a showbiz family. And in the beginning of the book, the teenage daughter is on a show and it's a family sitcom Uh and they decide that they want to cancel the the family sitcom. And they're all like, Oh my gosh, are the ratings bad? And the, the actors playing the parents are like, no, but once the kids all became teenagers, it became less a family ensemble comedy and more about the teenagers and their lives. Uh And I thought, Oh my gosh, that's probably the jump the shark moment for all of those shows, right? Growing pains and family ties and kids ruin everything. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe not that harsh, but it's interesting, right? Because if you're going to write a show and you want it to keep going, right? But change is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of killed Glee. Glee was a huge hit, but then after three or four years, the kids graduated high school and they went to college, and then it just became really weird. And then you had the new kids coming in and, you know, it was, the change was just too drastic, I think. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. yeah. Plus they went from Lima, Ohio to New York City and, and it seemed like they were traveling back and forth really fast, which you can't get any direct flights to New York City from Lima, Ohio. <laughs> I mean, even like Saved by the Bell, which ran forever. Mm. But again, they kept them, well, I think they started them off in middle school. Uh, Good Morning, Miss Bliss, and then they went to high school, but they were in high school for an awfully long time. Yeah. One of the shows that's ending now after, I think, over 10 seasons was uh, Supernatural. It's a, it's a show I followed for almost the whole run. The last year or so, I kind of kind of burned out on it. I think maybe that's why it's kind of, you know, it never had a huge audience. It kind of, you know, had a really loyal audience, but they've done so many years of this show that, you know, I guess maybe they're just kind of tired. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's become a little more um, unlike shows where the kids grow up. It, it features two brothers who have grown up together, but they started as grownups. So they're just, they should be really old now. <laughs> they're like perpetually 30. But, but they've done everything. They've, it's like, how much more can you do? They've literally died and gone to hell and came back. It's uh, Maybe it's time has come. Big Bang Theory's ending. That's 10 seasons of, of Big Bang Theory. I don't think that jumped the shark that much. I, I haven't watched it recently, um, but I don't know. They they started all pairing up, and that, that kind of changes the dynamic. New Girl, same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they all started uh, being less spastic and, you know, actually getting respectable jobs and, you know, pairing off and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. But what – so what what makes a a show that will – that won't jump the shark or that's shark-proof or uh, – <laughs> evergreen how how to shark proof your show i think a lot of it we were looking at a list of the longest running shows 
Um, aside from things like The Simpsons and Family Guy, which are cartoons, and so you can keep the ages the same, so they can be in per- a perpetual state of youth. But a lot of them are uh, workplace dramas, procedural, Seriously. procedurals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd consider ER or Grey's Anatomy procedurals because uh-huh. there is a story arc, but it is a workplace drama where things don't really change at work. I mean, if you get a promotion. It affects you, but it's not like running off, getting married, having a baby, going to college. It's not like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a change, but it's not a such a jump that it's like, whoa, you know, whereas the original appeal of all those other family shows that we mentioned, or even something like Friends, is the fact that they're all 20-somethings, unmarried, trying to figure it out. But once they start figuring it out, it's no fun anymore. Yeah, I mean... Um, Modern Family is going to be ending. Um, and, you know, that's been on, what, is that another 10-year show, sort of? I think that's about 10 years, yeah. Yeah, so the kids that started it, you know, as like 12 years old are going to be 22 or something. So, yeah. Once they go off to college, it's yeah. like, forget it, we're done, you know. Mm-hmm. Then they move home, live with their parents again. <laughs> that's the longest-running sitcom. Like, now we're 40, living in our parents' basement. <laughs> yeah, this is 40. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> it's a word. whole different show. But I, you know, I, I, uh, I find like, you know, ER and CSI, those are good shows that, that had kind of a revolving door. You could easily have a character leave and keep the show running. And, you know, the trick is, you know, obviously people either like, love certain characters and when they leave it, you know, they stop watching the show, you know, when George Clooney left ER, I'm sure a lot of people said, not going to watch this anymore. Mm-hmm. But at the other, on the other end of the spectrum, I think sometimes it, it you know, it helps bring things around when, um, when uh, William Peterson left ER they, or CSI, they brought in uh, Ted Danson for a while, and then they had William, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, and they were different, but they, you know, they kind of brought a different kind of flavor to the show, and it kind of it allowed the actors who had been there for a long time to really kind of become more dynamic because they had a different, you know, uh, leader, you know, to kind of interact with and give them a different kind of perspective. It might, but it might change a new character might change how the characters relate to each other, but it doesn't change the overall tone or dynamic of the show, which is different, like on a procedural, I'm saying, which is different than a family sitcom where the kids grow up, the kids fall in love, the kids get married and bring home babies of their own. That's a very, that changes a lot of your family dynamic, you know? Um, Yeah. There's a reason Joni Loves Chachi didn't take off. <laughs> Do you know that one? No. Oh, that was the spinoff to Happy Days. Oh. Uh, jo- Joni, uh, Joni was, the, was the daughter of the Cunningham family, Ron Howard's sister on the show. Oh, okay. And they tried to spin her off uh, dating Chachi, which is, I think, Fonzie's cousin or brother. I can't remember. But he, yeah, Fonzie was, you know, the cool guy who lived upstairs from their garage, which is just weird when you think about it now. <laughs> the but one who yeah, literally so. jumped the shark, which is what we're talking about. He's, he's the one, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, so it was just their dating adventures or something? I, I don't even remember. That was a very long time ago. I'm, I'm dating myself here pretty hard, so. <laughs> yeah, so I guess then if you wanted to write a show forever, like The Simpsons, and never you know, have to worry about job security. <laughs> Basically write a procedural, I would think. 
Well, or, you know, fantasy can go on forever, too. You know, if you have a fantasy uh, world you're creating, mm -hmm. you know, this, you can write the rules however you want. So that's an option. So then why do you think in a way, I don't know if tolerance is the right word, but why do you think audiences can forgive a procedural instead of like wanting to watch, you know, a family comedy where things will change? Why do you, why do you think people, is it just we lose interest or? Well, CSI um, for, you know, in ER, they still had their, their, you know, story of the week kind of thing. And if those are written well, they're very interesting. They draw you in and, and you know, you want to find out who, who's, you know, who's going to survive, who solved the crime, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, who, who, who is the bad guy? Um, and then the, the serialized parts of it where the character stories come in, you know, if you have to craft it carefully, because you have to stretch that out over a long time. And uh, CSI in particular was very light on the, uh, serialized aspects. Occasionally, they'd have like um, uh, like a master criminal of the of the of the season. That was kind of something that that carried over, even sometimes from season to season, where the serial killer came back and they were still trying to capture him. Yeah, but most of the time, that procedural that we love so much, Law and Order, you know, you you know they're going to go out and, and interview the witnesses, and they're going to track down the evidence, and CSI is going to run the tests and you know, that's all kind of exciting for people. So they like to see, you know, how they solve crimes and how they find the bad guys. But I mean, like on a procedural, like your CSI, it's not like the personal stories where they all like running around falling in love with each other. Not really. No, yeah. no, it was very, very much workplace. Yeah. I mean, but you, you still had to care about the characters at least a little bit. Otherwise, you might as well just be watching a documentary about a crime. Mm hmm. You wanted you wanted the characters to succeed in their efforts to find the criminal, and sometimes they were in danger, so that added some you know tension and height heightened the uh, the adventure and action. So then, are you saying for things like friends or family ties or, or you know all that stuff, it's because there's too much of a long arc? Um, I think it's just that a family drama has to run its run a specific course. I mean. We all have, you know, have been through, you know, adolescence and teenage years and, you know, young adults and, you know, like even the 70s show kind of petered out after they all, they couldn't stay in the basement smoking pot forever. <laughs> because then it became the 80s. <laughs> yeah. The relationships had to evolve. They had to, you know, change. And it, you reach a point where you just can't do more change without hurting the program. So I think if that's the point you say, this is where we're going to end it and we're going to let these characters live on how people know them instead yeah. of trying to force it. Cause just like, um, two and a half men, you know, Charlie Sheen left the show or got fired, whatever, whichever story you want to believe there. And they brought in Ashton Kutcher from the 70s show <laughs> and it didn't really work. They, I think they did two more seasons with him. It, it, it just wasn't you know, the same. It yeah. wasn't the same. It was never the same. It was still funny in its own way, but it was never the same. I think you just reach a point where uh, the characters have already done every joke they can do and every combination of, you know, relationships. And I mean, friends got crazy because it kept bringing in more and more people. Cause you got, we were so tired of the, the six friends. We had to bring in outside people to add to the group. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then you had dividing your attention and the stories were changing and kind of lose that core, the core of the show, I think a little bit. 
I was just thinking, it's sort of a sad commentary on like life in general that it's like, oh, we can watch a workplace procedural because every day at work is the same. But like personal <laughs> lives like grow and change and are fluid. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But it's true. It's like once the characters have accomplished whatever their goal is, whether it's to fall in love and, you know, raise families or just to grow up, suddenly yeah. it's, you know, that's that. Yeah, the stakes, you know, you have to have some stakes that, uh, to, to achieve, the personal stakes, the internal, the external stakes. But once you achieve those, you're just kind of like lingering at that point. Yeah. Yeah, there's really nothing left. Mm-hmm. That's part of life. People go off in different directions. It's very real. And here we go. Who would have thought comedy would be the most real thing here? <laughs> So how about for you, what are some of your favorite procedurals or comedies that keep going? And what would be your idea for writing a show that never ends? Let us know at WG Therapy. You can also find us at writersgrouptherapy.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. We'll see you next week. Bye.